Well, welcome everybody. Hello from Michigan. Um, and I appreciate that um, one of your members, uh, Keep Anonymity, <laughs> um, invited me. And um, I appreciate that. I, I really am grateful for my program and my recovery. And um, I wanted to start with my stats. Um, I came into Overeaters Anonymous November 5th, 1982, which is like 37 and a half years ago. Um, I consider my OA abstinence to be January the 7th, 2002, which is a good 18 plus years. And I have been actively working the OA how program or how concept of OA um, for the last 22 years. And I count my recommitment date to that structured and disciplined program as July the 27th, 2010, which is 10 years ago. I have been maintaining a 40 to 45 pound weight loss for the last um, 18 years. And I wanted to share uh, a tiny bit from the big book. Uh, it described me well, and when I was in relapse, um, it definitely just reminded me how far back I can go. And this is from page XXI or VIII in the doctor's opinion. Men and women drink essentially because they like the um, effect produced by alcohol. The sensation is so elusive that while they admit is in curious. They cannot, after a time, differentiate the true from the false. To them, their alcoholic life seems the only normal one. They are restless, irritable, discontented, unless they can again experience that sense of ease and comfort, which comes at once at taking that the first few drinks. Drinks which they see others taking with impunity. After they succumb, to the desire again, as many do, the phenomena of craving develops. And it goes on a little bit more. And then it just says, this is repeated over and over, probably ought to go over and over and over and over. Unless the person can experience an entire psychic change, there is very little real hope of his recovery. And with that, I just wanted to share, I had, I think in short, my, um, I came in, took me two months to get a sponsor. I got on track, let go of sugar, white flour, moved forward, did have six, I call them my good years of OA, um, had the first abstinence and thought I was recovered. However, I was very arrogant and selfish in retrospect with a few more, um, four steps behind me. And I think of my relapse, it hijacks me without my permission or my knowledge. It just takes my thoughts and off to the dungeon I go. Relapse, I feel or have, during that time, I felt hopeless, helpless, obsessed, delusioned. I couldn't stop. I couldn't leave it alone. I felt driven. I don't know about you. And I've never, thank God, ever taken cocaine. But my skin, I swear, crawled. I just needed something. And um, to share a couple of the stories between the 19, 
98 March when I was led to an OA How meeting in Richmond, Virginia. I live in Michigan. Um, I so I was out there doing my research and development on you know how I was going to get better uh, without the OA program. And I pretty much I didn't throw away my books. I packed them up and put them in the basement. Uh, but you can't, you know, live in 10, 11, and 12 when your books are in the basement and you don't have a sponsor anymore um, and you don't give service. So um, during that 10 years, things I would do and just short descriptions, I don't need to dwell on it, but I would, I traveled with my job and I would go to the airport, take the big taxi back and forth and I'd have to stop by Do Not Pass Go and pick up a Cinnabon. Um, I'd also think that sugar-free yogurt was okay. Um, it was a very uncomfortable feeling. I appreciate the chance to share and hopefully give some hope because I won't. Um, you know, I do things differently now, which I'll share in a moment. But when I was in relapse, I'd wake up and I'd go, oh, God, or good God, not, a you know, again. And nowadays with my recovery, I wake up and it's like, thank you, God, for another day of abstinence. Um, there was one time during that period, I actually called in sick to work. I took my son to the babysitters. I went to the grocery store. I got five different bags of candy because none of them, I didn't know which one would take care of that crawling feeling that, that I just got a habit. I went home, I closed the drapes, and I felt like Darth Vader was um, giving me that death hold that I had to eat that candy. Nothing. I didn't have a choice. Um, I put all my weight back on. I had um, gotten down to a nice healthy body weight, back to a size 10 from a size 16, and it all came back on. I think of chapter 3, and the big book, more about alcoholism. If I ever think I'm forgetting, I can read more about alcoholism. Basically, the you know the doctor's opinion to me, all the way up through page 57, describes, goes over and over. Step one, and and I think of Jim's story, the Jaywalker story, and Fred's story, and it's it's that insidious first bite. That's it, it's that thought that just one would be okay. Um, during my relapse after I got to OA, and of course you can't relapse until you first get here, but um, I remember hearing about people who binge, purge and binge, um, and, or binge and purge. I, I tried that. I mean, you guys gave me another thing I could do. And I, I tried, but I could not seem to get that technique down. So in desperation and stupidity, I went to the medicine cabinet, got the little bottle of syrup of Epitech that you give to your kids. He was about 50 pounds. I'm 166 pounds. And I drink that bottle of syrup of Epitech so I could self-take care, you know, my problem of binging. And nothing happened. And I thought that that's really strange. Sicker in the morning at three o'clock in the morning, I was sicker than a dog, and I've never done that again. Thank you, God. Um, and I think of 
kind of before I, um, let me just briefly run down these symptoms uh, leading to relapse that will be talked on the 13th of um, September at a virtual region workshop. Um, if, if you're feeling um, argumentative, cockiness, complacency, defiance, denial, depression, dishonesty, eating my binge foods, and I've heard the food's the last to go, so if you've gotten that far. Um, exhaustion, expecting too much from others. To me, that's like saying I'm not working with acceptance because I'm expecting too much from others. Forgetting gratitude, frustration, grief, impatience, and that thought that it can happen to me. Letting up on my disciplines, self-pity, use of malt mode, altering drugs, and wanting too much. So kind of what happened, I I just know that when the student's ready, the teachers appear. And for me, what happened is I went on a business trip um, and I said to self, if you're really going to get back into OA, because that's the only thing at work, and I tried the other stuff, um, I'm going to have to go to meetings down here in Richmond, Virginia. And they had this thing called how, and I went, I think I've heard that's not so good. I don't know what it is that I'm afraid of, but somewhere in the ethers away thinks, Ooh, how's like, you know, put the, the banner across like a vampire. So I went and I knew I needed to take phone numbers so I could start a calling and somebody said while I was writing, it's not the extra string bean, it's the um, decision to take it. And I thought, okay. And then somebody read, it doesn't matter if you're abstinent six days, six weeks, six years, you take that first compulsive bite, you're right back where you used to be. And I went, oh my God. And my story is I had six years of good abstinence. My sponsor moved to California and I was too cheap to pay the long distance phone call and call her. And I didn't get another sponsor. So definitely part of my recovery today includes a sponsor. Well, I've spent that much time on what it was like um, in relapse, not fun. And one thing that I learned along the way on page 35 um, from Jim's story is all went well for a while, but he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. And that's been real important to me this time around. Um, I made a list because uh, that's what I do. And to share what I do now, now that I'm out of recovery, and basically on that business trip, I found somebody who had what I wanted, and I asked them how to do it, and I did what they told me to do without argument. Um, so what's the difference between the last 18 years living in recovery and the first kind of going in and out and around the miracle round of food, I really became honest, open-minded, and willing, which is the how of the program. I surrendered daily, and I, ex and I became extremely grateful for a power greater than myself. And that's the evolved, which is, is, you know, like a whole other talk. So what's the difference between those last, these last 18 years and the first um, 20 or so, I went to a dietitian and I 
got a food plan designed for me. Um, and it was more food than I'd been eating. And I'd been starving myself. I did a lot of those 800 calories for two weeks and then binge on the weekend because I didn't lose anything. Um, I started work with an OA house sponsor. I started the process of daily reading and writing. I was told read 10, 15 minutes, write 10, 15 minutes every day, which I've been doing for 22 years. I've had my head in the recovery books. Um, and so what's the difference between the recovery that I enjoy and honor, respect, and the 20 years of like trying to do it myself? Uh, I call my sponsor on time um, at a mutually agreed upon time every day. I commit my food. I eat. I weigh and measure. I choose to weigh and measure no more, no less. If there's a food change, I do call and just clear it with a sponsor. It's part of the ego reduction, and I'm not taking my will back. I read to my sponsor what I wrote the day before. I live or engage in three live hookups every day. I Hookups are what we call phone the phone calls and talk a little program, not that you can't get to know and that they like horses or have a dog, but it's definitely program-focused. How you doing? Yada, yada. Um, I live in steps 10, 11, and 12. Um, I very much um, have a, a mantra that I use with that. And so what's the difference between the last 18 years and the first 20? I go to at least one away how meeting a week, if not more. Um, and I give service above the group level. Um, that has been amazing. If you have not done anything besides helping at the group level, I really encourage all of you, um, even with the pandemic and getting on the phone or Zoom, to help out at your inner group or a workshop or learn how to run the dashboard. Um, I am chair and liaison of the Virtual Region Finance Committee. I'm the Virtual Region Treasurer. I have a year more of my two-year commitment. So what is the difference between the last 18 years and the first 20, being in the food and relapse? I work my program as though my life depends on it. I live my life on life terms. I don't pick up no matter what. And um, I write 10 gratitudes every day, and I share those with my sponsor. Um, I do attend two other 12-step programs. And so that gives me at least three meetings a week around the program. And um, I will share, I think, what I do every day after I do my 11-step review. I say, after making this review, I ask God's forgiveness, choir, what corrective measure should be taken, ask him to remove my character defects, known and unknown, because they blocked me from him and a being of maximum service to him, my family, and others. I ask God in word, thought, and deed to be humble, loving, accepting, forgiving, tolerant, patient, and I do my best to stay out of myself and in the now moment. I give those gratitudes away and um, just ask God how I can be of service today. And with that, thank you very much for letting me share my story. Thank you so much, Deborah. Wonderful. Thank you.